the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. I can't yell loud. I have a big mouth, but I can't do it louder than the Our House song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Donnie Herman, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. Uh, of course, we're the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and everything to do with real estate. And if you listened to this show before, which you should have, um, you know what I mean, and that everything has to do with real estate. I just got back from uh, Douglas Elliman's annual expo where we meet with all the agents from across the country and we have educational conferences we give our awards around and i have to say i'm drained <laughs> i am broadcasting uh i mean there was so many agents there and i love them all and everybody is it's just a lot of energy it was a great uh a great time and it was a great time a Daddy. yeah yeah it was and uh, I must have taken 4,000 pictures. I'm ready to kill myself. But <laughs> I'm now in Palm Beach. I left there, and I, uh, Douglas Elliman sponsors the horse shows uh, in the Hamptons and uh, the Classics, and then in Wellington. And today is, I believe, the last day of the horse show in Wellington. So I am here as one of the sponsors. So I flew to Palm Beach, and uh, it's peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here, and the weather is great, and a lot of people I see from New York walking around, so uh, uh, a lot of people are here. It's the second home. I think Jonathan Miller, I think I said it last week, but I think Jonathan Miller in one of his articles wrote, the new foreigner to Florida, New Yorker, is the new <laughs> foreigner. But anyhow, so it's good to be here, and I'm here with, of course, I think everybody knows, uh, co-host Jerry Feeney, who hasn't aged a bit since we started the show. Really? Uh, he's with me today. And, I'll send you yeah. a check for that compliment. <clears throat> <laughs> I look just he as bad 20 years ago. I look just as old as I did. <laughs> no, Thank he you, looks great. And Ace, we can't say that about you yet, but in 10 years I'll be saying Ace had hair when he started, now he's bald. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> you know, Ace. You have no. time. He has a full, robust head of hair. I don't think there's any problem with that. that. No, I know. <laughs> well, you know, that's uh, genes. My dad, it's all about he was 85, genes, yeah. 86 when he died. He had every bit of his hair. So, yeah. uh, But we're here with Jerry, and he gives great advice. And if you need any legal information, I encourage you to call 866 and take advantage of the opportunity. 
And if you have mortgage or finance questions, our Cracker Jack mortgage and finance experts, Citizens Bank Vice President Ace Wanasupar is here with us. And Ace is always happy to answer any questions you might have about getting a mortgage and refinancing uh, home equity loans, reducing your student debt. You name it, they do it. Um, they have a free retirement checkup, which I advise people to do before they retire. Don't wait till the last minute. I know most people, when they're like 40, say, oh, they're not thinking about retirement. But it really, if you can, it's, it's a good thing to do it ahead of time because this way, by the time you retire, you have enough money to live. And I can assure you, Social Security is not going to be enough. Yeah. <laughs> Might not even be there. Have, Might not even be there. I know. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I, but I don't think they can just take it away. I think they have to kind of grandfather it. But well, it's not yeah. just when you retire. Yeah. It's not when you retire. It's how you retire. And mm-hmm. it's how you want to live. That does take planning. Everything in life takes planning. And Citizens Bank will help you build a plan that senses around your goals and lifestyles. And, um, again, everyone has a different lifestyle. <laughs> Retirement checkup takes 10 minutes. Now, I know everyone's busy, but 10 minutes, okay, and it's free, and you can do it right online, and no people are going to be calling you and bugging you to do anything, but you'll explore and see what scenarios, and you'll get a, start to get a clue. And sometimes until you look at something, you don't realize. Well, you yeah. Know, I, you know, I, you just don't realize. and. It's hard to tell how much you're going to need. Right. You know, Did you think about it when you were 30? Oh, no. I've, I've thought about it you know, making it to the end of the week when I was 30. You know, I mean, you got, but you got to start. You got to yeah, start early. So, and I, so I yeah. So we're just telling you good advice. Not that we did it. Because, you know, you, you think, of, you know, well, 30 or four. But really, I bet you, Ace, you're, you're probably on it already because you do. But anyhow, really, call Citizens Bank for anything or go online, 1-800-922-9999. That's 1-800-922-9999. That's an easy number. Yeah, it's only or 10 minutes, Or you can give us a ring so. at 866. Yeah, at 866-970-9622. Or you can email us at radioshow at element.com. Obviously, I would tell you what happened in history. Also, in this day in history, the Soviet flight, Sputnik 9 carries and returns from orbit a dog named Blackie, frogs, and a guinea pig. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep, they beat us in the I space. guess it was 19. 19- in 1864, Ulysses S. Grant is appointed commander of the Union Army. And in 1950, Willie Sutton robs Manufacturers Bank of 64000 in New York City. I guess Remember, that was a lot of money then, right? Yeah, they used to call it Manny Hanny. I don't... Manny Hanny. Ma- manufacturer's Hanover yeah. used to call Manny Hanny. Oh, and... Daddy, you're cutting out really? a little bit. I don't know if it's... And there. in 1959... Oh, maybe it's me. Okay, in 1959, Barbie, which you know I love, makes her debut at the American Toy Fair in New York. Mm-hmm. Over a billion have sold worldwide since. And... Uh, I think we all know we have a, a good friend and uh, been in real estate her whole life, not her whole life, most of her life, and has runs a real estate academy, Esther Mueller, and her son is the, he runs, runs the, the whole Bobby, yeah, and, yeah. and Bobby's still around, yeah, and, and uh, there's Bobby's a documentary. still around. And, there's a documentary uh, out now about uh, Barbie. Did you see it? It's there really is? Good. Really? Yeah. 
Oh wow! Yeah, he's in it, and it's fascinating how the, you know, they revitalized the brand and how they changed it, and then he's brilliant. Before, he's really smart guy. He's a nice guy too, but he's a very very smart guy. They should make a movie out of yes. Bobby and Ken, like a real life movie. <laughs> well, and, you know, uh, it, well, it I don't know if Ken's still around. You know, Ken. Ken was a deadbeat. I just want you to know that his Beverly, no, his house, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, the dream minute. house. I told everyone it was a handyman special. It needed she a lot of work. She took him to the cleaners when they got divorced. She took him to the cleaners. Well, he wasn't a deadbeat. Yes, she did. <laughs> that's why Ken. if you buy the Bobby, you know, you, you can get it if you buy her with the complete thing. It comes with everything that she got from Ken. But in any event, Which I was the clothes like, off his back, too. So I mean. she's still strong. <laughs> And of course, if your birthday is uh, on March 9th, you're particularly sensitive to strong commitments and to causes. And the boundless energy and self-reliance fuels your adventurous nature. So that's all about that. Now, before I do, I mean, we have a short show today, and I'm so very sick of getting cut off by that stupid game. Sorry, guys. But uh, we're cutting you off. I'm telling you, in the near future, Jerry, myself, and Ace mm -hmm. are going to figure out a day right in the middle Yep, yep. And we're just no cut it off. Start talking real estate. And what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> what, time what, are are they, uh, what time are they Anyhow, cutting us off today? I just want to, well, we're not tell, 1130. 1130. So, 11.30. if you have questions, I'm going to have somebody here to talk a little about Florida. So, But anyhow, I was looking at some information, and the richest New York City neighborhoods uh, might not be exactly where you think, but they did... Um, they did, Bloomberg News did their annual list of the country's 20 richest zip codes. And the hmm. only one in the city this time to make its rank, which I'm shocked over, uh, which once included Scarsdale and Bronxville and Westchester County. So Tribeca, where celebrities as Justin Timberlake, Meg yeah. Ryan, um, hmm. had an average annual income of 879000 Yeah, I, I would have guessed Tribeca. There's a lot of rich uh, people. They seem to like it. Yeah, but on last year's list, Tribeca was number 22, and so it jumped 17 spots. Wow. Hmm. Oh. New Yorkers may also be moving from Soho, where prices have recently spiked. Miami's Fisher Island, where Oprah and Mel Brooks own homes, topped the list as the country's richest neighborhood, uh, with yeah. residents earning an average annual income of $2.2 million. Average. You can't just walk on there. I noticed uh, when we went over yeah. there, you have to get all the you know, security and IDs, and it's a very secure place. Oh no! And you have to take the ferry to Fisher Island, which would drive me yeah. crazy. Because, yeah, forget it. Forget. I, mean, I could do it guys. once in a while, but if I live there, <laughs> but I think they probably have people. I do that know some know. people that live there. And, well, it's a, it's it's a, it's a good place to live if you, you know. I mean, it really is, but I would not be able to live where I had to take a ferry. I yeah. could visit, but I can't live. I, I would go crazy. By the way, just so you know, as much as I sometimes complain that New York got a little, you know, needs to be a little cleaner, uh, globally, uh, New York may have cooled a little in 2018 with the prices, but the city, it still appears to be the most popular place in the world for prime property investment-wise, okay? Hmm. So for those of you who have any doubts of buying something in New York City, 
this is not me, but this is actually, this is, I mean, I always say it, but I'm, I played Monopoly when I was a kid. So I always wanted to get Boardwalk or Park Place because they were the most expensive properties. And if somebody landed on your property, they could go bankrupt. They had to pay a lot of rent. Mm, good location. And I still am like that. I rather buy, I'm a location buyer. I rather have less. But uh, New York really is the okay most popular place in the entire world for people for prime investment property. It is the leading city for both residential and commercial investment, uh, cementing its position as a global wealth hub. According to Knight Frank and Douglas Elements, and Knight Frank just released their 2019 wealth report, which I will do when we have a, a two-hour show. Um, the study, which surveys global trends among the highest wealth individuals, looked at property investments of $10 million and more. However, the bad news, and it really wasn't bad, was that the city fell to second place on the overall wealth ranking. Last year, we were number one in the wealth ranking, and London was number two. And this year, the city fell to second place on the overall wealth ranking, beaten by London because of two metrics, the number of high net worth individuals and lifestyle, which refers to city security and affordability. So New York is in second place, and it also could have been due to stock market volatility and a strong U.S. dollar. And when the dollar is strong, it leads some buyers to sit on their hands and do nothing. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because when the dollar is weak, foreigners can get more for their money. Uh, but New York is still right there. Uh, while London beat New York for the most resident high net worth individuals, and by the way, when I say beat them, uh, it wasn't too shabby that New York was number two. Uh, they were defined, and they're defined by having those who have over 30 million. New York still has the most billionaires with 94 residents in New York City, and they saw the highest rate of new net worth individuals adding 55,000. Uh, I think that's worldwide, though. So New York, just so you know, Still, people want to be there. Uh, it is, we have great developments there. And it is, I don't compare it with any, I don't compare it with the rest of the country because it is a global city. Um, I think Miami could be considered yeah, a little bit more that, global. Yeah, I think uh, I would put that in the same category. Certainly lately. Yeah. Has been. So, you know, while New York's results were mixed, it was good news for L.A. and Miami, where the reports predicted investment by high net worth individuals would grow by 2% and 5% respectively in the coming year. Because I think, you know, I, Miami is becoming a little bit more global, and so is L.A. Yeah. Florida's low tax status... And I'm sitting here, and I'm telling you, it's like I feel like I'm in New York when I'm in Florida because there's so many people here. The low status may spur some U.S. residents to move to the Sunshine State in the wake of the new state and local salt deductions. And I, I think uh, I think Cuomo was trying to work on getting rid of them because they really – we didn't know how they were going to affect anyone last year, the $10,000 deduction. But I think it's uh, – has affected a lot of people. Well, but now they're proposing a new tax in New York City for the uh, to to 
pay for the transit. Uh, of course, tax Peter proposing that. And the pianist here, and I really yeah. think that's a mistake. I don't know how you feel on that. Some people, people I... just aren't going to buy pianitaires. They don't need pianitaires. They're second homes. People just won't buy them, you know, and then watch the real estate. They or just, yeah. they'll buy them someplace else. Yes, how about mm-hmm. that? They'll buy, let's say, honey, let's do it in Florida where it's, they're not taxing us at every turn. You know, you keep punishing people for right. living here, and they'll eventually stop living here, you know. It's ridiculous. It really is. And- Exactly. And you know how many Pierre chairs there are in the city? And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, now I guess they, what they say is, well, people don't live there all the time. So what? Uh, but it's a lot of revenue. Mm-hmm. And you see, you know, I talk to a lot of foreigners and I'll say to them, oh, what made you buy New York City or why do you? Well, they come here, they come to New York City, they love New York City, or their kids go to school here. But also, you don't realize, as bad as I know, uh, sometimes the world seems to be like a mess with the politics and anger, it is better than any other place in the world. And if you live someplace else, a lot of these countries, if there's a bad government, they can just make up a law and say, by Mm -hmm. the way, Jerry, we made this new law up and you committed it and we're taking all your assets. So people feel putting money here is safe. Right, right. We're going to protect it. But, you know, there seems to be this idea by the taxing authority that when you dump the taxes on the, 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 the richer people, the people with, you know, pied-a-terres here, which they're not necessarily rich. They're just, you know, um, above average, probably that they'll just absorb it, that rich people don't care. And it's really quite the opposite. Dottie. I think that people of means tend to be very cognizant of expenses and overtaxation. And they also have the means to relocate, you know, very easily. So I think it's a big mistake to uh, to do it this way. We need to fix it. The is. I think we should it have is. been doing yeah. it for a long time, but I don't think do it on the I don't think doing it on the backs of the people who have weekend homes here is fair. And a Pierre de Terre is really a French phrase that means a foot on the ground, and uh, it's used to describe an apartment that's not owned as a primary residence. Now you don't call someone's house in the Hamptons a Pierre de Terre. Okay. No, no, so it really is a second. No, it's a very you know. New York. So thing, it's thing. really kind of a second home, and yeah. yeah, and and they buy them, and they're usually expensive, or they or a lot of foreigners, of course, because they're putting money in there, and they look at it as an investment, or if not an investment, where they can park their money and it's fairly safe. Uh, so they look to buy brands, and they usually like new. And so I think it would be a mistake, but then again, you know, I'm not in the politics, mm-hmm. so. But the tax would be negative for New York City real estate markets, and I, I just think that. Uh, do you have to pay a tax anywhere else? Uh, well, there certainly wouldn't be anything like this anywhere else. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous to the idea that you would tax somebody merely by virtue of the fact that they aren't a resident of the of the city is ridiculous usually you tax people who are residents because they're using services right and uh they're good neighbors you know we have those shows when you have to worry about your neighbor who cooks fish and this and that i assure you they Mm. don't cook too much they eat out and they're they're not there there that much yeah so they're good neighbors to have yeah we like them a lot okay so we'll be right back i think we have a break we'll be right back two minutes 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and uh, I'm here on I on Real Estate. I'm with Jerry Feeney, our legal eagle, and Ace Wadisupor, our financial expert. And uh, you can call us if you're listening to Iron Real Estate, 866-970-9622. Or you can get us at line at radioshow at element.com. I think I told you that um, Knight Frank, which is our counterpart in Europe, uh, did they do every year a wealth report. And um, they just released it. And I wanted to give you some, some highlights um, that... They say that 38,500, uh, the, uh, the U.S. has more individuals with net assets of 50 million than any, any other country in the world. And of course, as I said prior, New York remains the country's wealth hub by some margin. More than 1.16 million households earn 250,000 or more per year, almost double the number of households in the second ranked city, which is Los Angeles. So I guess New York still rules. Mm-hmm. Wealth creation. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this is their predictions for 2019. Wealth, wealth creation will remain a constant in 2019. The global um, population is forecasted to rise by 22% over the next five years, meaning an extra 43,000 people will be worth more than $30 million by 2023. So the amount of people that will have a high net worth um, will be over, will be growing. Now, again, if you're political, I think that's what they're talking about, is trying to make things equal. I don't have the exact numbers, but you do know that those millionaires are growing. But they're not only millionaires in the U.S. Those are millionaires across the country. 2019 will be the year the number of millionaires globally Exceed. Okay, so globally, it's not just the U.S., it's across the country, exceeds 20 million for the first time. Wow. India, India will lead five-year growth with 39%, followed by the Philippines with 38%, and China with 35%. So, U.S., get with it, okay, because (laughs) these countries are coming up. The flow of private capital into the city, almost $43 billion, was invested in New York real estate markets in 2016 and 2017. Did you hear that number? Wow. $43 Crazy. billion was invested in New York real estate markets in 2016 and 2017, which confirms to the extent that New York remains firmly on the radar of global investors. Crime prices in New York ended in 2017 higher. Um, gentrification is continuing apace with neighborhoods such as Lower Manhattan and Williamsburg, once designated exclusively for finance and shipping, rest, are now prime residential markets in their own right. And I think, Ace, you could speak to that. I mean, you moved mm-hmm. to Lower Manhattan. Yeah. Love it. It's it's changed so much. It's um it's amazing how how much gentrification has happened here in downtown New York. But let me try to explain to you the people that bought and made the most money are people that bought when it wasn't quite there yet. Yeah. 
know. So they took, you know, a little bit more risk. Uh, but if you go back to 9-11, and I think all of us who, uh, I mean, you have to applaud New York because there was nothing left there. And they said that nobody would ever live there again. And nobody would live in a high building. And you go downtown and look at it now, and it's unbelievable. Uh, London will remain the leading global wealth center in 2019, pushing its only serious rival, New York, into second place. So we're the only serious rival it has. Um, a record 26% of... of um, <laughs> well, we'll begin to plan for emigration this year. And wealth, as wealth increases in 2019, you will see the government settle into two camps. The first will try to attract more of it, and the second will seek to push it away. So uh, Singapore, Australia, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the UK, and others will make wealthy non-residents jump through ever larger hoops to access their property wealth. You know, I, I don't... I don't know the right answer because there is no right answer. It's opinions. But if you look at some, I'll just take an island, like a, an island say that some of them, if they didn't have tourism, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be in business. <laughs> they would have nothing there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of money that's spent in some of our cities, especially New York. Now, you could argue that the, the money isn't equal and there's a disproportion between the middle class and the rich. But we're talking global now because the world is a global place. You still want people to bring money here. Yes, you don't want because the taxing that, helps that discourages. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean. Yep, absolutely. And the, and the prices have um, leveled off. Uh, so expect slower price growth in luxury markets with more markets seeing full values this year. So the highest, highest end markets of anywhere in the country has not died or anything it's just not it's kind of slowed off it's kind of like kind of boring it's doing moving right. sideways which is a good thing if you want to get into the market because interest rates are also low so you, you can make aligning. the best deals in my opinion yeah. opinion remember the word i'm using opinion hi you can make the best deals in my opinion in the higher end markets now i totally agree because yes. the bottom of the totally. market there's a million people trying to get in yeah, yeah. So if you have money and that's something you're looking to do, it's a good time. There's a lot of uh, inventory in that area that they're looking to move. Yes. Expect a boom in investment in one. Um, the, look, the, this is a nice frank number. I'm trying to cipher what they say. They see a 580% rise over the past decade in rare whiskey. Well, I don't know where that came into. Oh, whiskey, yeah. But just want to have whiskey in your apartment when you buy it you know don't why? ask us to send you, know you that we'll send you a gift but we will not be yeah. sending you that you know why they're out of this rare whiskey is because it's become very very popular recently scotches and and certain bourbons and uh, it takes 12 years to age so they just didn't make enough 12 years ago to keep up with the supply so they're making more now but it's going to be 12 years before it ages at the minimum so it's definitely going. Oh, up is that? Is, uh, they they, yeah. they have uh, they say it's one of their trends. Expect the boom in investment in one drink. Yeah. And that's a five hundred eighty percent rise over the past decade in rare whiskey. So I guess if your grandfather or somebody has bottles around, then maybe they're worth more than you think. I don't know how much they'll go for. Well, it depends if it's a good one. But I mean, you know, a a uh, 
scotch, a shot of scotch of like one of the really top Japanese ones that's like, you know, 20 years old, $65 for a glass. So I just say, well, just give me the old stuff, the new stuff rather, the cheaper one. Ace drinks it too, right, Ace? I do. Yeah. Oh, here, I have it. Listen, I'm reading. Okay, it's, it's so cool. I, this is hard. I think I'm reading incorrectly, but maybe I'm not. It says, it says the annual growth in sales of scotch to mm-hmm. India and China yep. and a new record sale price of $1.2 million for a single bottle should have <laughs> Scotland's distillers raising uh, $1.2 million for a single bottle. You see, now I couldn't drink that. Well, this is I mean, what you call somebody that anyway. doesn't, has, doesn't know what to do with their money. They run. Uh, I know, but if you have one point two million, can you imagine spelling it? Can you imagine spelling your drink? <laughs> now, Ace, hey, how would you feel if you were drinking one point two million dollars bottle of scotch? I probably wouldn't, Dottie. <laughs> I would feel silly because well, I'd be like, why, why did I spend one point two million on this? Well, bottle? I would be drinking. Of an apartment. I don't like scotch. Uh-huh. I would be drinking as long as somebody else paid for it. But you see, I would not buy one point two million. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if somebody pays for it and they will, they want to do it and they want to be a show off. Yeah, but you really have to have mega. I mean, that's that's really yeah, that's, excessive. That's crazy. That's crazy. Don't that's you crazy. Think? Yeah, I do. And yeah. you know what? Also, I mean, come on, a million dollars for a bottle of scotch. I mean, you know, buy a beautiful bottle of scotch for a couple hundred and you know, give it to charity or something like that. I mean, that's a, to me would make you feel much better. But whatever, you know, people like scotch. I can't imagine right. what it tastes like. Now, I was just talking about how much money New York is, and uh, I just want you to know, if you're flexible about where you work, you can buy a town in Georgia oh, for yeah? the cost of a home. Oh. San Francisco, yes. Respective buyers can almost get an entire city in the state of Georgia for the same cost as the average home in San Francisco. Oh. And San Francisco might be a little higher than New York. I, I'm a, 37 parcels of property and 40 acres of land are for sale in Georgia in Tombsboro for $1.7 million. Okay? 1.7 and 37, it's 40 acres. You know what you can yeah. build? Yeah, you Property build for town. scale in the town. The town is 700 people. It would include an abandoned restaurant, so you could just fix it up, renovate. Mm-hmm. A stirrup mill. Okay? I don't know if they're big today, but maybe. An opera house for those opera lovers. An old bank and a railroad depot. You could buy yourself a whole life. Look at that. Yeah, buy yourself a Think life. Think about that. <laughs> you can, remember the man? Remember the guy that we had on the show? Yes. <laughs> that he put on eBay or he was selling his life? Yep. Yeah. We're going to be right back. But the town has been on the market for two, since 2012, so you might maybe, be able to make a good deal. Yeah, maybe give him a discount. Right. We probably can negotiate. We'll help you if you want to buy it. Yeah. I will be right back. Oh, right after the break. No, I think you got me wrong. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. And um, I, I, later on the show, I'm going to have uh, Edmund Bogan, uh, who is an expert, Douglas Elliman real estate specialist in Palm Beach, 
Boca, all of the, a lot of where are a lot of a lot of us are are migrating. But I was in the middle. Of course, you can't get this deal in Palm Beach or Boca. But I was talking before the break about buying the whole city in Georgia for those people who want to kind of start all over again. If you didn't take the trip to the Mars, remember we were selling a one-way mm -hmm. ticket. Okay, and for those people who didn't mind never being able to come back. And by the way, they filled up all the spots, so there was not a shortage. There's a town in Georgia, which is 40 acres. It comes, uh, you know, with a whole, an opera house, an abandoned restaurant, which you can refurbish, a syrup mill, a bank, and a railroad, because you need transportation. Now, it appears the town has, like I said, been on the market since 2012, when it was first listed for $2.5 million. So they have hmm. reduced the price 1.7, yeah. but Good since deal. it's now 2019, I think you could probably do better than that. The current cost of 1.7 is a bargain compared to most properties in the U.S. Georgia is ranked 25th in the country for the lowest property taxes at 0.91%. It is also the 31st best state in, in America, according to the best state rankings. I don't know how they rank states. They, I don't yeah, know what they how use. Come up with that? But, well, somebody from Georgia put it in there, I'm sure. But yeah. no, okay. <laughs> Location is everything in real estate. And listen, if you have a business or maybe you have enough money, because you don't need a lot of money to live there. No, right? apparently not, yeah. And if you refurbish a little restaurant, okay, and then you have a little railroad, so you have transportation, okay? If you're interested, I think I could, we could negotiate even a better deal for you, 866-970-9622. And I don't think it's really funny. I think somebody could make a really big thing out of it. I don't know how far anything else is from it, but we'll check it out. Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch is back on the market as, uh, well, I know there was just a documentary. I didn't see yeah. it, so yeah. I don't I did. talk I saw about it. You saw it, and Jerry was saying before very the show. Disturbing. That, very disturbing. Mm. Yeah, very yeah. disturbing. Yeah. I fear that we let these young men down, you know, the whole society for whatever, you know, starting with their mother, my God. But if it happened, and, you know, I think they were pretty credible, they're poor guys. I mean, it really, really impacts people's lives. You know? Well, I don't think this is going to help the sale of it because they originally – uh, the Neverland Ranch was listed in 2015 for $100 million, uh, and it's almost three acres, and it's now known as uh, Stickamore Valley Ranch. It's mm -hmm. been reduced to $31 million It's not a very from, big house, I don't think. It's a weird house. Well, you know, but part of, you know, somebody, people always ask me if the star lives in some place, is it worth more? Well, sometimes, yes. Uh, but after that documentary, I don't know how much more it's going to be worth. Like yeah, there might be a lot of stigma associated uh -huh. with it. Hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if you heard this, Ace and Jerry, but people are starting to sleep in medieval box beds. Do you know what they are oh, again? Oh, good. Like a coffin? Like a coffin. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why, it, it, yes. <laughs> that's why it afforded an interior design blog, Apartment Therapy. A 600-year-old Breton design has been making comeback comeback and it's a so-called box bed and, and it's now a trend it's a trend for stylish interior uh, designers okay. and with the hikes of price of real estate and the shrinking of affordable urban living space it fits into a small apartment 
Well, so does a mattress. So does a mattress. Yeah, yeah well, so, does a mattress, no? so you got to sleep on a board or something with nails in well, it? Well, the or? box bed, just so you know, is a small... Mm-hmm. Raised bed, entirely enclosed in wood. It feels like a coffin to me. It would not yep. be something I... Yeah. But to some people, everyone has different things and different tastes. To some people, it's like creating a cozy nest, like a bird's nest, <laughs> I, to ensure I the a, perfect night's sleep. I suppose a coffin is a coffee, a, co- a cozy place, I suppose it is, but I, I don't think I'll be going for that. <laughs> I don't Sounds think I'll creepy. be buying one either. Sounds creepy. Right. The yeah. bed usually has openings on one side that's covered by a curtain. And by st- so I'm not saying oh. pictures of them. They're they're cute, but they're not for me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it provides a little privacy. But uh, apartment therapy, I'm, I'm sure you'll do very well with hmm. people buying them, but it won't be me uh, mm-hmm. or Jerry or Ace. I don't think you would like it either, do you? No you way. Like I, yeah. I roll around way too much, Daddy, so... Okay, well, so now this is not real estate, but this is really important for me to say this. Uh, I read this, and I just want to just emphasize this to everyone again. New York City, and I'm sure it's not just New York City, but the ATMs, you better wash your hands because they did a study. <laughs> all right, you don't want to know. And they samples, well, they sample swabs from ATMs mm. in eight neighborhoods across Manhattan. How'd that turn out? They did. Okay. They, 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 they sampled them in Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens, yeah. ranging from Midtown to Flushing to Inwood to Ozone Park. The authors of the report said the most striking uh, thing was that the food species on the ATM keyboards were those aligned with the eating habits of the neighborhood. Well, why is that shocking? That would make sense to me because people... Have it on like hands, bony right? fish in Flushing. Uh-huh. Bony fish, okay. And China so has town bones. had, yeah, domestic chicken liver in Queens. Okay. Nice. nice. But, okay, that was just, all right, that's one thing. But here's the other thing. Findings that other findings were a bug related to sexually transmitted infections. I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. Toxioplasma which causes infectious disease if you have a weakened immune system or a baby. So. So you're saying you can get an STD by using the ATM? Is that what they're saying? Yes. They're saying you can get a a bug related to the sexually transmitted infection. Uh, Forget about toilet And that's why I feel you. So I I would advise everyone to get the sanitizer. No, get the, uh, you know, the the hand The sanitizer, yeah. Yeah. Well, just use your credit card. But guess what? Well, According to this study, money is dirtier than the ATM machine. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're getting so into something dirtier out Yeah. Uh, each dollar bill carries thousands of bacteria on its surface. So. Um, and why did somebody do this fun. study, by the way? What? what well, I, that's what Let's I. Let's do a study on how dirty the ATM is. Well, of course it's dirty, you know. You don't need okay, to study. Well, that, that's but. what I ask. And they say they're not trying to be fear mongers no, or suggest no. that everyone goes out and microwaves their money. I think if you <laughs> microwave, you can clean it. Uh, but or start it on fire. <laughs> they say that dollar bills in New York City are really nasty. Mm-hmm. And uh, they found bacteria on money includes even traces of anthrax. All well, right, so I just want you to know they're not fear mongers, yeah. no. and they just want to get back. No, and I felt it was my, uh, I felt no. I had to deliver the information. What you yeah. do with it? Would um, you like uh, anthrax on your twenty dollar bill or no anthrax? That's great. 
No, I mean, really. Use Apple Pay I mean, or one of the other things. <clears throat> I know. So I just, Jerry wanted you to know that. And no. Ace and whatever. I appreciate, and remember the, last, appreciate the warning. <laughs> remember last year I told you about the um, Trouble Association that they had a, a weird coal house? Well, yeah. uh, that just came up when I read it. So this was in Texas. And uh, he uh, decided to paint his entire home pink, including mm-hmm. the roof. Oh, pretty. And the yeah. reason was simple. When they asked him, like, why would you do a pink roof in a pink house? And his answer was, it's his favorite color. Okay, good for And him. Uh, there's no homeowners association. Uh-huh. So he said he specifically did not buy a home in a homeowners association for the reason that he wanted to do a pink house. He knew the homeowners associations were probably not happening. Right. Well, so, if you, yeah. so if you want to do your house a weird color, we, the advice we're giving you is don't go into a homeowners association. I bet his neighbors love him. I bet they're really getting along well. Yes. <laughs> now, okay, I have, um, I, I don't know if we have enough time before the news uh, Oh, we can, well, we can start it, or I could do, you know, I'm going to have Edmund Bogan on right after the news because I don't want to interrupt him in five minutes. But uh, hi, Edmund. Hi, Dottie. Very, very nice to be here. Thank you good so much. Good to have you here. Well, good to have you here. And you, um, I want to really kind of wait till the news because I'm only going to interrupt you then because we have like our, our news at, at 11. So I'd rather you come on with the news. But you're going to talk a little about what you see and uh, happening in Boca and Palm Beach. And- yes, and there's so much going on. And, and if you did that money test here in Florida, I think the dollars are a lot cleaner in South Florida. <laughs> really? And you see, you know, I, I'd really like to. Suntan really lotion like a, and. Uh, I, I'd like a reboot on the test here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I recall uh, a test from the 80s about dollar bills in Miami, and they found something else on them, but that's for another show. But anyway. they, it's oh. Miami. Miami. Boca's different. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm from Long Island. I was saying to Edmund, you know, I think half of Long Island is in Boca. Yeah. So um, we're going to have him on at 11 o'clock. Uh, we have a question, and I, I think it's from Phil from New York. Hi, Phil. Phil, you're on the air. I have Phil. a lot of New York offices. Go ahead, Phil. Hi, Phil. Yeah, what's, what's, uh, what's the nearest office? Because I live right over here by the borderline between uh, Brooklyn and uh, Queens, Richwood. Do you have a, which is the nearest office? Bayside, near maybe, my, my location. Well, you, you, want, you want a Queens office or a New York office? No, no, I want a Queens, Queens office. Probably Bayside. I think Can you give me Bayside the address so I, and, uh, and the number so I could call if and make you, an appointment? Yes, we'll get- if you leave me your information with the, um, if you leave your information with the man that answered your phone call... I'll get all you that information over the weekend, or right now, actually. I just don't have, we have like, God knows, 87 offices. I don't know how many offices we have, 80-something, seven. I don't know all the addresses off the top of my head. I but do after know the we break, have, we'll, uh, we'll announce it. Yeah, for... we'll announce it, all right? Listen, stay on after the news. We'll, we'll give you the address. We'll look it up, okay? Thanks, Phil. Thank you. Okay. So anyhow, uh, we have a few minutes. I have a quick uh, question for you, Ace. Can I take a bad credit partner off a loan when I'm applying for a refinance? 
You can if you if, if you can qualify for the uh, mortgage on your own. You can definitely do that. So you can take a bad yes. credit partner? Yeah. Off the loan? You can take it. How do you take Well, because they're refining. Yeah, because they're refining. So you can take them off the loan and as long is as you Is that a wise thing? Um, is that a wise thing to do? I mean, if you already have the mortgage, then... You know, I, I guess it really depends on the, on the situation, right? On the, on, yeah. yeah right. Well, I mean, isn't and it true that Jared, sometimes having a um, a bad credit uh, co-borrower is worse than not having that co-borrower? In other words, you would think that, you know, something is better than nothing. But uh, my understanding is that sometimes the underwriters actually, you know, have a harder time when there's a co-borrower who has bad credit. So it's better just to do it alone if you can qualify. Yeah, it's better to do it alone. But in this case... He's already on the loan, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they got approved. But um, if, if he can refinance and get a better rate, then yes, definitely take him off. That. You know, Do that. Then I have uh, one for, I guess, Jerry and myself. Can I have my own inspection done, or do I have to use the inspection report supplied by the seller? Well, the inspection report supplied by the seller is not going to um, be right. what we call certified to you. It's, it's probably one that they had maybe from another buyer that didn't go through or that they did on their own for some reason, it might be helpful, but part of the inspection report is to have someone that you can rely on. So if they, you know, frankly miss something, you might be able to go back and claim against them. But if it was not certified to you or purchased by you, you wouldn't have that, what we call privity. So what I do in that case, if it's a recent report, I say, look, just call that, you know, professional, ask them to recertify it to you. They usually charge a couple hundred dollars because they've already done the inspection. But make sure it's recent. You know, inspection from seven years ago is not helpful at all. Okay. This is, I feel badly, this is that I think we'll have to give you the answer after the break. I mean, after the news. I'm a real estate agent. We use a professional photographer. Now my home is up on the internet. It seems everywhere. Um, there's so many different websites. You can see my kitchen, my bedroom. I feel exposed. I cried when I realized the picture <laughs> of my daughter. The picture of my daughter when she was 10 is visible on a bookshelf. What can I do? <clears throat> I, I'm never going to sell this house with photographs on the internet. Is there some other way? Well, maybe take, if you didn't let the, well, you got to have photographs well, think, of your house. You just got to, you know, you just Yeah, you have to have photographs. I think that, you know, you can, I think more than that, you, you don't want personal stuff, you know. No. I, but if you don't want to have photographs, the marketing is going to take longer or the price. But I'll tell you the truth. If you have a good price, uh, you might still sell it. But at least put some gonna, photographs. I don't think people are going to recognize the 10-year-old daughter in the background. I mean, Well, I don't know how big the picture is. Right. Uh, right. But you know what? Call you. Maybe they can, if you call somebody up on that. There's so many sites. But maybe take it off the most popular sites. But I don't or Photoshop out the daughter. They can do that, too. Yeah, maybe they can Photoshop. Yeah. Eye on we'll Real right Estate back. with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.